Look, it's a flood. It's a flood. It's flooding. Get away. Quick, we need to get to higher ground. Open the floodgates. Just a little disappointed in myself. I wanted to shoot better when I was out running earlier. That's a shame, son. That's how you. So what you're trying to tell me is your arc just wasn't rising up it was and crashing through that net. Through that net. Nope. Uh, you thought you really thought I was gonna come on, man. You gotta stop. You already know. You telegraphed that from the jump. I, I, from I, I the wasn't jump, you know just what it is. Welcome back, action pack, to the knickknack. Paddywhack, the show bringing you our pop perspective, putting that culture in context. This is The Flood with Doc and Ziggy. And we make the mainstream make sense? <laughs> That's a weird way to actually like start that. Ruby for a loop. I just struck out on a curveball. Oh, by the way, I got to see uh, the MLB phenomenon. Shohei! Hey, how was that game? It was it was a good game. The Orioles won. They Ooh. broke their 19-game losing streak. Damn. Uh, Shohei struck out three times, but he also struck out seven people. So, did he really have a bad game? It, yeah, I mean, when you weigh out the metrics, it's how's it it's, really all break? It was it was just crazy. I'm like. Oh, okay, this guy, he's he's, his swing is so violent, which is weird considering how fluid and smooth his pitching motion is. Like, there's no hitching. <laughs> he's like, Bruce Lee, be water. Well, I mean, yeah, I was going to say you got to find release some kind of way, right? You know, that's why some of the hardest people end up being like painters and stuff like that, right? Yeah, but I mean, this dude's <laughs> swing was just like... Crazy violent. Like, yeah, like the crack from that shit. So I mean, which like, makes sense why he's leading the league in home runs. Hey, well, look, when you put in, I'm not, never mind. <laughs> anyway, anyway, so what else did you get into this week? Well, did we say that we make the mainstream make sense and stuff like that? You said that. Oh, you said I did? That. Yeah, but you left out the death threats. Oh, time. right, yeah. All right, everybody. Death threats, 140 characters, unless you know the drill. I was actually going to suggest that we maybe move that to the back end of the show when we say none of this is normal, Keep your, and then we follow with keep your death threats to 140 characters or less. Ooh, I like that. All right, everybody, listen. We're going to try that this time. <laughs> Tell us what you think. Yeah. Tell us what you like. Hey. Tell us what you don't like. <laughs> Get active! Get engaged with the gang! Hey, gang! Gang, gang! Hey, by the way, I don't know if you peeped the little Twitter poll that we put up. Guess who had the better playlist? Uh, I'm pretty sure that playlist is still that that uh yeah that, okay. okay I haven't seen the vote okay. I haven't seen the look, vote so far how look, much it, how far ahead of you it, how far ahead of you huh try like 60 63 percent like come on 67 percent oh. something like that okay look, so look, we have if you want to hop on right three, now three votes hop on it hop on dog <laughs> all I'm saying is. All I'm saying is, out of the three people that voted, they said my playlist was better. So you can call metrics on you. What? All I'm doing is calling numbers. I'm talking shots. <laughs> fuck off. What'd you mean? I still think you're entirely wrong with that playlist. Okay, so I guess we have some lighthouse updates because those are relevant. 
Light um, out. I will say I need to just be less brutal on your playlist because uh, I totally do know that Bruno Mars song, 24 Karat, but I just didn't know the name of it. Yeah, that's played a lot of white weddings. Duh! I tried to tell you then, but you was off in La La Land somewhere, right? He was sleeping on the board. All right, and, and I'll give this sleeping one. Sleeping on the guy. This one, you're you gonna, imagine my own co-host sleeping on me? Anyway, this one you're going to love that I found out. There was, in fact, a baseball player named David Jones, and he was a minor league player in the 1980s. Wait, why is that relevant again? I'm because sorry. when I was like, name a baseball player, and you were like, David Oh, David Jones? Jones? <laughs> come on, come on. Once again, once again, I you were like, no I baseball. guarantee you there is a baseball player named David Jones. However, he never made the majors. Sorry to hear that, David. I mean, maybe next incarnation, right? <laughs> You're like, I'm sure there will be another David Jones. Just like there will always be more remakes, right? And I'm sure you saw this week they dropped some of the footage from the live-action Netflix adaptation of Cowboy Bebop. I dig it. Starring... I dig it. Yeah, some of the, uh, the screenshots, like, it's the whole animated live-action thing to me always is like nervous like I'm always nervous about it okay but Cowboy Bebop is one that can be done yeah right Real, and like that one can be done realistically, realistically live action no problem because you don't have to deal with anime magic right like what's the difference between Cowboy Bebop and Blade Runner right or Star Wars Okay, yeah, I mean, style-wise. Star Trek. Yeah, it'd be closer yeah. to Star Trek, yeah. I suppose, but... What was that one by the dude, the Josh Whedon one? Firefly? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, that... Yeah. 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 Right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, Boom. Bam. Right. It'll be just like stylized Firefly. So, in case you haven't Stylefly. Heard... <laughs> Yo, we've got... That sounds like a mixtape title, dude. John Cho as Spike Spiegel... We've got of Harold and Kumar fame. Anybody else that you see on here that you uh? Uh, nope. But I mean, I saw there's any characters that you're anticipating seeing in the show live action. Um, really, I only care like for me personally. I really only care about like the main three. Yeah, right. Which would be the John Cho, the Daniel. Yeah, because I mean the whole Pinedo. thing about like Bebop. Except for the, like the first and last episode, they're all one-shot stories, more or less. Right. I mean, and it just follows it follows those characters, and that's fair. Right. So, because there's there's really no other like continuing character that you I haven't seen develop any attachment to to where you right. actually care about them. Right. And I haven't seen much information about the show yet, and um, exactly what approach they're going to take with also, it. Also, I haven't seen Cowboy Bebop in at least five years. Well, the shit is on. I'm pretty sure it's on Netflix, and I'm pretty sure it's on fucking Hulu. Oh, yeah. Right? I mean, like, it's... I just haven't watched it in, like, five years. No, nah, that's fair. That's fair. I've seen Cowboy Bebop probably two or three times, but it's been a while since I've seen it. Anything, so what are you watching recently? Anything new? Um, I recently... Give me a second, because I have been watching stuff. Take your time. I cleared space on my phone. Oh! <laughs> so, um, I started to do the, the YouTube thing the way that you do the YouTube thing, right? 
Okay. So I started watching uh, complete video game cutscenes cut into a movie. <laughs> so I just watched Metal Gear Solid uh, 3 and then 1. Wow. Wow. So you know what's extra funny about this? Is I have... I don't know if we talked about this on like camera or on mic or anything like that, but I'm trying to move away from watching so much YouTube because I feel like it's messing with like my attention span and like my ability. The funny thing is, all the shit I'm watching on YouTube is like over an hour long. Long form shit. I started with long form shit, right? And then like with Vine and TikTok and all of that shit, you get addicted to watching these compilations of like quick hits and shit. Like I watch. So many fucking meme compilations that YouTube started recommending America's Funniest Home Videos. To oh my lord. Yeah, yeah, that's how bad it got, son. So, Alfonso Ribeiro? Yeah, I had to, no, I don't, I don't, I refuse to watch America's Funniest Home Videos. Oh, yeah. I think it's actually hosted by Tiffany Haddish. Um, yeah, that's how far, that's, that's how far this shit has come, right? Look. Like, Anyway, Metal Gear Solid 3 Snake Eater is like a four hour, four and a half hour long movie. Are you fucking serious? Yeah. It's like a four and a half hour long movie if you cut all of the cutscenes together. Metal Gear Solid 1 was like three hours and 20 minutes. And the best part, you have to remember, this was the original game cut into a movie. So I'm basically watching like PS1 Machima animation and they're just like, well, I need to get to Metal Gear. Yeah. And they're like, Snake, yeah. plug your controller into controller port 2! And so you're waiting for the person to plug their... God damn it. Yeah. Alright, yeah, 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 yeah. All right, so yeah. Metal Gear Solid 1, right? Right. The Psycho Manus fight. Yes. Did you ever play Metal Gear Solid 1? Yes. Okay. The Psycho Manus fight, where they tell you to plug in the controller into port 2, is like one of the most crazy things for game design ever. Well, yeah, it was... If you know, you know, right? Like, if you into your video game history and your video game shit, then you know that, that, yeah, no video game had done any shit, like, or trick you into thinking that it completely erased your memory card and shit like that, so you accidentally erased your memory card. Like... No, alright, so I will say, I don't entirely get the, like massive like big brain story wrapped into the web of everything metal gear solid story that like the huge fans are like all about like metal gear solid has like a actually like a gajillion games so you don't get the fandom is what well you're i mean like the thing is, like, is i don't get like i'm just not seeing that like super shit behind it i'm not seeing the super la depth layered like master plan of like all of this shit coming together. So it's like your Linkin Park take, right? Like, it's not as deep as everybody thinks it is? I mean, it could be. I'm just not seeing it. Uh, I mean, I don't know. Y'all let us know. Does it float? Like, is it wrong? Like, somebody explain it to him in the comments. I would love to. <laughs> I mean, I, think, I, I, I enjoy watching all of those cutscenes. Right. Like, get him hit. You know what a lot of people care about? What? The new Kanye West album, Donda, that's about to drop. Damn, ah, have you watched Donda? Have you watched any of the Donda like live performances and all that shit? Like, no. Been streaming? However, 
I did hear about some of the things with this. And Kanye, oh lord, I, isn't it great when Kanye goes on Twitter? It's great when Kanye is on the internet, period. Like, there was that whole, like, clubhouse thing between him and Drake. Like, this whole thing between him Put and Drake. Put your tears, join the chat! <laughs> this whole thing between him and Drake that has been going on is fucking hilarious to me, son. And, and... <laughs> It's, it's, there's no reason I can't explain to you. I don't know why, why are they going at each other? Oh, because Drake may or may not have fucked Kim Kardashian while Kanye West was going through his depression state. Like, oh. Allegedly. On the track, okay, okay, there was a couple of lines that may or may not have hinted at the fact that Kanye feels like Drake stabbed him in the back by insinuating that he fucked Kim Kardashian. Like, he literally said, heal the wound, then you stab me in my back again. Like... <laughs> well, I will tell you what I saw when it comes to Adonde Donda. Get it? <laughs> oh, yeah. Adonde Donda? Where is Donda? Yeah! I get it. Yes, sir, I get it. Nailed it! Anyway, so... The song Jail... Donda's currently delayed because the baby is not clear, or the baby's people yeah. is not clearing his verse on jail, which is funny because Kanye took Jay Z off the very same song mm. and he got rid of Kid Cudi and Pusha T on three other songs. See, this is wild, right? Because the Jay Z version is currently like <laughs> leaking around the internet. And I can tell you, I've been trying to avoid listening to Donda because I... I haven't listened to anything. I mean, I'm I'm the type of person where I I want the whole series on Netflix. Give me the whole album at once. Right, I and I want I want to hear the finished piece, right? Because I listened to a lot of the Isaiah Rashad, like, leaks and drops that were going on before The House is Burning came uh-huh. out, right? And, like, a lot of that shit so didn't even make it to the fucking album, right? right? So I'm not doing this whole Kanye build-up, right? But I, but I am, right? <laughs> but I digress, right? So I listened to the jailed version with Jay-Z on it, and it was okay. Um, it was Kanye, right? Kanye is doing this industrial gospel thing, right? Like a very stadium, because he recorded in the stadium in Atlanta, right? Like a very... Excuse me, industrial gospel? Marilyn Manson is going to be on the album. I also saw that. Marilyn Manson is going to be on the Kanye album. So when I say industrial gospel, does it make a little bit more sense when you hear Marilyn Manson, right? Like, I, to me, if I Manson had... Manson is grounded in industrial, so... If I had to paint the aesthetic for you, it's definitely stadium music with an industrial gospel aesthetic, too. The beautiful right? beatball, the beautiful beatball. Right, like some... It, it's almost... Yo, it's almost like Kanye is taking... This is Kanye cosplaying Trent Reznor. Let that sink in. And then check back in with me and tell me if I'm right. Hmm. Kanye West cosplaying Trent Reznor. With a gospel twist. Can you imagine it now? Now just wait for Donda to drop. Nope. Alright, so like, hear me out, right? Okay. Kanye calls Trent. He's like, all right, Trent, I have this idea for an album. And Trent's like, 
but I'm working out, I'm, I'm working with David Fincher right now on the next, you know, thing that's gonna win me another Oscar. But I really need your help, Trent. Fine, Kanye. They go meet up for lunch. Kanye's like, my studio. my studio is in this church. Hey, Kanye, where are you? Door shut behind. <laughs> Over the loudspeaker. Um, Trent, there's an organ and a gospel choir. You're not leaving until you come up with some shit for me to sample. Did you just turn Kanye West into the musical version of Jigsaw? Yes. Would you put it past Kanye West? I almost feel like that is the perfect way to describe this album. <laughs> <laughs> right? Because this nigga has been walking around like that stadium, like fucking the Phantom of the Opera. <laughs> I can't believe it. Like, he's just so, renting out Dodger Stadium. And like, is he just living there when the Dodgers are still are playing? No, it's Atlanta, right? So I or, thought he was living. Oh, oh yeah, that's right. He did move locations. So either way, right? It's he's running out a goddamn baseball stadium. It's some jigsaw shit. <laughs> um, I guess in the most playful way, or the most artistic way. And I'm not trying to take away the creative genius of Kanye either, right? Because as opposed to the antics as I am, I still think that Kanye deserves his credit as a musical genius, right? Like, he deserves to be up there in high regards with, like, Trent Reznor and shit. Trent to Kanye, are you... You're serious. Some you're, people might be like, no, 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 Trent, Trent, you're serious. <clears throat> yeah, I'm serious. Kanye, you're nuts. <clears throat> Name one genius that ain't crazy. He's, you know, dropped Jay-Z from jail. He's picked up the baby. He's added Marilyn Manson. We know he has Lil Baby on. If you're going to bring Manson on specifically, like, you're just trying to get, like, the, oh, Marilyn Manson. Because there's so many other industrial or why not God, or like why does it have to be Manson? Why not get Trent Reznor? Trent probably won't fucking work with Kanye. Why not Rob Manson? Zombie? Why not Alice Cooper? I don't know. Um, I don't know. Why not I... Rammstein? Okay. Alright. I could go for that. A Kanye West and Ron. Ooh, that would be a sick yeah. Alright, see maybe let's put that out there in the ethos. We might get that. Cause you know Donda isn't out yet. But what we do know is also on its way, I feel like that is a perfect way to introduce, is Drake's certified lover boy, right? Drake recently snuck into the ESPN Sports Center like stage and posted up a sign that read CLB September 3, right? Like, so I think it's pretty safe to say that Drake's new album. Uh, Probably gonna drop on the. Start of September? Yeah. Probably. And a lot of people were thinking that it that was the date that Kanye was probably gonna drop Donda, but now I feel like Kanye is definitely gonna take like his time to he's he's definitely been like, you know, reworking and recrafting this entire and from what I'm hearing so far, it feels like when a movie 
has like four directors. Like you know, one director gets fired and then they bring. Yeah, him on, like, yeah I'm trying to think. There just... was actually a current, a, a recent example of that. Um, oh, oh, Justice League. League. Justice League. <laughs> right. Kanye West is over here working on Justice League. <laughs> Meanwhile, what would Justice League directed by Kanye West be? So if Kanye directed a movie, I feel like his direction would be somewhere in between Christopher Nolan and Steven Spielberg. I'm going to say purely from a from a or or Michael Bay and Steven Spielberg. I'm going to say cinematography style alone. Fuck everything else about the plot. I imagine it visually looking like Requiem for a Dream. Really? Like the close-up on the eyes, the like weird shaking? I don't know, yo. Because if you look at like a lot of his early like college dropout artwork and visuals and stuff like that, it's more Quentin Tarantino-y than that. You have to go back and, like, watch some of, like, especially, like, the My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy shit. Like, watch those music videos. A lot of them, I feel like, if I remember correctly, were directed by Kanye and stuff like that. So you can see his artistic taste, especially when it comes to visuals. Maybe it would be, like, Emotron. Yeah, but, like, with... black urban aesthetic. I, I hate the word urban, but I mean to fit the conversation at hand. Maybe he has like the uh, maybe Kanye's like Tron cycle he has like a neon, has like a black light trail. But how is baby the one delaying Donda when you're taking Jay-Z off of a track? Like, I feel like all of the is just like publicity hype to draw attention to the album, right? Like him wandering around the stadium, all of these like release. In Dodger Stadium. All of these listening parties and shit like that, right? It's all to draw attention around the fact that this new album is on its way. take all right so i have i have one lukewarm to flat out cold take okay and uh i have one kind of hot take my lukewarm to cold take is all of marilyn manson's best songs are covers i think most people would agree with that right like that's not that's not even being contrarian right yeah and uh my kind of hot take is prog rock 
and prog metal is white people jazz. So, I can't say I disagree, right? Even though white people have effectively taken over jazz, your argument has legs to stand on. I mean, it's a bunch of people who do a bunch of drugs and don't sing and just play instruments. Isn't that all rock music? Isn't that all jazz music? Lots of heroin, right? All right. Hey. Miles Davis, everybody. Hey, Kirk Cobain, too. Speaking of, rest in peace, Charlie Watts, the drummer from the Rolling Stones. Ooh, ooh, for real? Mm -hmm. So, how many Rolling Stones members are still alive? I actually think it's... Is that a blue I think it's. I ask? think it's three of them still. I think it is the bass player. I don't know the bass player's name. I'm sorry. And then Mick, Mick and Keith. Mick Jagger and Keith Richards. Yeah, no, I know I know who you're talking about. I was just thinking, like, oh, that's really it? Like, that's all the band consisted of? And then the yeah, drummer. I mean, it's a classic yeah. four-piece rock band, right? Okay. Damn. Okay. And wow. I mean, like, wow. but Charlie Watts was 80 years old, I think. Mm. So, like, Rolling Stones are old as fuck at this point, right? Like, You know what's crazy? Mick Jagger just had a kid, like, two years ago. Yeah, but... The woman who he had a child with was like in her 30s though, isn't she? Yeah. <laughs> and he's like in his 70s. Yeah. yeah make They've been around a while. Hold on. Hold it tight. Mick Jagger is 78 fucking years old. God. Listen. Listen. All the heroin, all the heroin that this man has done. And you're telling me his dick still worked at 76? Like, that's fucking insane, bro. All Nick the Jagger is a legend, dude. All the coke. This nigga is probably so much acid. It, the the biggest shock factor is that Keith Richards is still fucking alive. Yo, do you think Nick Jagger is like, smoked meth? <laughs> Were you? <laughs> Were you? We had, I think Lil B was on the podcast where we were like, yeah, I heard a rumor that uh, Mick, uh, Mick, J I almost said Mick Jenkins. <laughs> Mick, that Keith Richards snorted his dad's ashes with cocaine and you and Lil B were both like, yep, nope, I believe that. Oh yeah, no. I, I believe that. Yeah. I heard. So what, do I think Keith Richards has smoked meth? Probably. Probably. It's an insane life that uh, these people live. By these people, I mean white men. Let's keep it a band. I mean, speaking he, of the band. His dick still works at 76, and he may or may not have been in the thing with David Bowie. Speaking of the band, rest in peace to... Charlie Watts. Hey. Well, not a. Hey, more like a haw. I feel like I'm being culturally insensitive right now. Fat Joe and DJ Drama's recent album has been dropped, not dropped, but pulled from streaming services, possibly due to sampling rights conflicts. Nobody, no official statement has been released yet, 
before an album that a lot of people were calling hot mids. Um, it doesn't look, it's not a good look, right? I hadn't heard, um, too much other than, uh, We Outside, right? And that shit was a banger, but it also had Remy Ma on it. Not to say that that's what made it a banger, but I'm just saying. It just, okay, so I wanted to include this one, cause that sucks, too. <laughs> cause sampling issues in... The age of the internet is hard. Yeah, right. It's like, hard. Uh, the it's like you can accidentally sample. The article I was reading about this talked about like the lawless days of early hip hop when hip hop was kind of like a niche thing and nobody was paying attention to the samples and shit that were being used, but. <laughs> Now, with it being so mainstream, it's kind of like a curse, right? Like, hip-hop being the dominant source of, like, youth culture yeah. and shit like that at the moment has a hyper-focus on it. And anybody who thinks that they can make money off of this shit is here to make money off of this shit, right? Speaking of shamelessly trying to make money, did you see that um, the, kid, the guy who was the baby on the Nirvana Nevermind cover, he was trying to sue the band and like everybody associated for like psychological damages wait and this what? is the, this is the crazy thing he's recreated the photo like at least five times throughout his life so because he was in the water and he's trying to claim that that's psychological no like, because he had to grow up knowing and like everybody knowing huh your dick was out on the album wait are you serious? That's what it's about? Like, people teasing him about his baby dick? No, like, I think it's really just because he's pissed off that, you know, Nevermind is one of the best-selling albums of all time and his parents only got 200 bucks. Wow. That's just like, uh, Jay-Z just... I can't remember if he won or if an appeal was filed in the court case against the dude who took the photograph for uh, the blueprint cover because he's been selling like you know merchandise with the blueprint cover on it because he took the picture right and Jay-Z is trying to get like the rights for that shit because it's his album cover and the court case is all up in fucking conflict right because like I don't know what do you do in that situation when the dude who took the picture is like no I have as much right to this picture as Jay-Z does and Jay-Z who is now a fucking billionaire <laughs> is like no bro you gonna stop putting my fucking album cover on your goddamn t-shirts and your coffee mugs chill dude who is in the right here I mean what do you think like Jay's gotta protect the brand Right, so there's branding, right? But then what about branding for the photographer who took the fucking picture, right? <laughs> like, there's that. If you take an iconic, so you're telling me. If I take an I iconic, mean, like, so the nigga who took the picture of Barack it's, Obama it's shooting really at Fire J, right? Can't put that picture on t-shirts and shit be, because it's Barack Obama, the fuck? I mean, so what, so it's what really come down to like who so what do you say do you have the rights to yourself in the image or does the photographer have the right to something that they took the moment ah, and here we go right sliding into only fans psych roll that back everybody no no god damn it i wanted to talk about only fans i know back 
They're fucking. That's what I was doing. That's what I was sliding. The fuck. This is why we could never trip, right? Because you would be trying to do some like off the wall shit, right? <laughs> While I'm just trying to hold her legs up, you'd be like, "All right, now I've got a Rubik's cube." <laughs> <laughs> and a lush vibe. <laughs> Let's make this shit interesting. <laughs> People are like, wow, did you really just paint an image where you and Zig were Eiffel Towering somebody? And I'm like, well, not really. Why did y'all have to take it there, right? But now that we're there, I don't know how we're going to transition back into OnlyFans has decided not to remove sex from their platform. That's why I was saying everybody roll it back. Oh. As if they were They're rolling, rolling back, back their sticks. God! Do you see that? Do you see that? Anyway, they rolled Man, back you, their like, sticks. Man, that's twice now. That's twice now where I'm like, throw the pitch and I'm like, God damn it, I missed the spot. And you just hit it. Right out the fucking bar. Yup. Every time. Because I keep winning. I told y'all that in the beginning. Bars! Anyway. OnlyFans so, rolls back their ban on explicit content. And did you see they initially blamed it on, like, credit card companies? Yes, they did, right? Because that's what happened with Pornhub. Major credit card companies like uh, MasterCard and stuff like that stopped supporting... I want to say transactions to like Pornhub and stuff like that, which is what caused Pornhub to like completely scrub its unverified user uh -huh. videos and shit. And OnlyFans is trying to go public, but from what I understand, you cannot sell, you cannot like be involved in like sex trading or anything like that. Wait, OnlyFans is trying to go public on the market? Yes. All right, how many OnlyFans subscriptions do you need to sign up for per stock that you buy? <laughs> I mean, look, if I could buy stock in OnlyFans, you does, goddamn... Does a share in so, OnlyFans cost less than a subscription to an OnlyFans? Do you think we could get OnlyFans stock up like we got GameStop stock up? We can only try. <laughs> we can only OnlyFans is trying to win its brand image back after it, after it alienated its core base, right? Like, the people who really made the platform what it is, it'd almost be like if Nike was like, we don't want basketball players wearing our shoes anymore. We're gonna make ice skates! We make tennis shoes. We actually only want tennis players to wear our shoes from now on, dear LeBron, Michael Jordan, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> fuck them kids. Just like OnlyFans, you know what I'm saying? Like, like if they well, were, OnlyFans is not if they were public kids. and they made that announcement, that red line would be real steep. Well, it already looks like it was going real steep, right? Like, cause the outrage over them backing out of the thing that kind of made them a thing it, yeah it, it was it, yeah it might have been one of the dumbest rebranding moves since new coke right for all my old heads 
for all of my real pop culture like fanatics out there y'all remember like what was it like late 80s 1989 well, let me, let me just like that. put to you here's a premise everybody look at a can or a bottle of coca-cola you know what it says coca-cola classic. classic you know why it says that why doc because in like the late 80s, early 90s, Coca-Cola tried to rebrand with a whole new formula, right? That actually focus tested better than the old formula, right? Mm. And it was all geared up to be headed with the spokesperson of America's favorite dad at the time, Bill Cosby. <laughs> oh! But when new Coke dropped, the outrage was so expansive that within, I don't know, one quarter, so a couple of months, maybe, I don't know, fact check me, they returned with the old flavor and brought back Coke Classic cause you niggas demanded that shit so hard, right? And here we stand today. As OnlyFans has rolled it on back, and brought back the smut shit that you niggas love to pay for. Draining accounts. I saw a tweet the only day from this OnlyFans. You saw a tweet the only day. I saw a tweet the other day. What these evangelical crusaders don't understand is that if they get rid of OnlyFans, I'll have to go back to fucking their husbands. <laughs> <laughs> I fucking... Ah, I was so good. It was great. And here we are today. No, because, I mean, honestly, um, I can't remember who it was. I saw it from uh, Val Steele, who was like an OnlyFans, like, porn star model that I follow on Twitter. Uh, she posted an article about, like, the war on, like, porn and, like, sex workers and stuff like that that is going on in evangelical America. Like, we've talked about here on the pod, like, a lot of states are trying to ban like certain kinds of porn and porn too like in general right like ted cruz i believe had like a ban on or had a bill to ban certain sex toys for women and shit that's funny because he actually tweeted out a video it, yeah right and that's what everybody brought up when the video came out but it's just i'll have to when i read more of the article like we'll come back and we'll talk about it more because i do think it is quite interesting the yeah, like almost puritanical war on sexuality that is going on in America and is kind of like unspoken of at the moment, right? Like, I mean, as, I, like, I definitely feel weird about it because uh, growing up Catholic, like I said, if it feels good and you know it, that's a sin. Well, like, as the war for like gender equality and like sexual new sexual norms are being brought into the cultural space they're on the opposite end of the coin is this you know pushback of like things like you know the ban on pornography and stuff like that you know conservative narratives that are being pushed in opposition in in opposition to the, what is being established as the new normal. Are you trying to pick tricks as we are talking about human sexuality? Yes, and uh, I definitely did just flip this toothpick end to end in my mouth. Ladies, take note. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, 
you know, as we continue to see more equality being given to groups that were outcasted before, part of, I guess what we'll discuss, what we will be discussing later, you know, is the reshaping of American identity and people are having a really like abrasive reaction to these new normals that are we that we I mean look at how people viewed like WAP right when it first came out and this is after years of like Madonna and Lady Gaga and Lil Kim and like a virgin and shit like that yeah so why the fuck was WAP such an outrage you understand what I'm saying like it, at this point girls can have flex tracks too should it really have been that fucking crazy but then you know there are people that are like head first like in the save the children moment and really movement then you have people who are really like diving head first into this like save the children movement (laughs) it's not just QAnon though right like there is a decent amount of people out there who really think that most public media is subjecting children to levels of media that they can't like really comprehend. It seems today that all you see is violence in movies and sex on TV. It really is like the new satanic panic when you stop and think about it. Like, when you stop But where are those good old-fashioned values Is that my- on which we used to rely? Is that another one of my catchphrases, when you stop and think about it? <laughs> How many times when you're editing audio do you hear me say, when you stop and think about it? <laughs> Actually, it's a, it's a lot more of like, right? Right? <laughs> right? <laughs> I, noticed, I noticed that while editing. Actually, um, and you know why I noticed that? I was listening to, um, I think it was the Smartless podcast with Dax Shepard as a guest. Okay. So the Smartless podcast is um, Will Arnett, Jason Bateman, and the other guy that I mentioned and is actually Hayes. Sean Hayes. Sean Hayes. Sean Hayes from uh, Will and Grace. Oh, okay. Yeah, he was he was the uh, the shorter gay dude. No, I know Will and Grace. Anyway, <laughs> I barely know Will and Grace, so right. I like I. I really didn't know because apparently after Will and Grace, like he's been a lot more of like a writer. But they had, uh, I think it was Dak Shepard on, and they were talking about uh, phrases that people like don't actually use right all the time. And they were like, people don't actually use the word right, right, a lot of the time. How so? I don't know. They, they were, didn't go into like they did, but I can't remember. Fair enough. I'll show it to you after. It was one of those things where I just know, like, you know how you have, like, you listen to something? It's recency bias. It was literally recency bias at work. All right, so there's so a theory. recency bias. Recency bias? Well, it's like, For the right. listeners. Okay, so, actually, it's uh, more like the Sebring analogy that I remember hearing. This so, just keeps getting more and more complicated the more and more you talk. So, a Chrysler Sebring, right? As I stated, keep on you going. You never see a Chrysler Sebring until now that I mention a Chrysler Sebring. And you'll notice that 
The whole time, there were Chrysler Sebrings out there. You just never saw them, right? Okay. I... Your analogy is flawed, because I see Chrysler Sebrings all the time. One. But, but... It's effective because I had the same thing with my car when I wanted the 300. I didn't see them anywhere until I started wanting them, and then all of a sudden, I saw them everywhere. Yeah, and that's what I'm saying. Like, I listened to that podcast where they mentioned, like, not using the word right. Right. Right, and, and this was, like, right before I started editing. Maybe, like, I was listening to that podcast, like, this morning, I got off of work, and uh, I was editing at night, and I just was like, Oh, right. 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 Wrong. Mm. Ah. I think I listened. What's left? <laughs> I'm done with it. Oh, my God. You know who's not done? Kendrick Lamar. Kendrick Lamar is not done. Kendrick Lamar is He's not, not done. done. He's not done. He's not done. He recently published an open letter in which he stated that he is gearing up for album mode, potentially hinted that the album may be coming sooner than we expected. He also stated that he will be leaving TDE. That one surprised me. It surprised a lot of people, right? So much so that Top Dog himself actually released a statement saying that the feeling was not like there was no animosity behind the departure. Um, he understands go that. Go your own way. You can go your own way. That Kendrick is, you know, growing and branching out as a as Wait a creator. Wait a minute, a fucking Fleetwood Mac Stevie Nicks song to describe Kendrick Lamar. Right. It's like you using uh, the Mighty Ducks to describe like. Black struggle that one time. <laughs> so, Kendrick recently popped up on Baby Keem's new single, Family Ties, which I have some mixed feelings about. The track felt kind of like phoned in. It, it was a bop, but it was kind of like a half-hearted bop. So, I don't know, maybe listen to it in the morning when you're groggy and you're not really paying attention to it, and you might rock with it then. If not, I, I can't promise anything. I mean, Baby Keem also said that he's got, he's in album mode, and he's got a new album on the way. Uh, Midnight Blue, I think is what he's calling it. it the, I, the title slips me at the minute. But I mean, um, as far as Kendrick goes, yeah, so, that's it for Kendrick and TDE, and I mean, I don't know if this means... Do you think means... this means we'll get, like, Kendrick Tracks albums? Do you think we'll get it more often, or, or what do you... Why do you think he left TDE? So, he seems to be, like, really directing his focus yeah, towards, like, this whole PG Lang movement. Um, I saw something on Instagram the other day that was, like, more PG Lang drops on his page and stuff like that. It's still serious. kind of unclear what they're doing with that brand, though. It does seem to be a production company of sorts, but as to what exactly, it's not really, the, I don't know, it's kind of up in the air. 
So outside of this new musical project, I don't know what Kendrick has coming in store for us. How far do you think Kendrick is as an... We can call Kanye an artiste, right? Like the same, with the same way Tarantino is an artiste. An artiste. So when you say artiste, do you mean like not an artist in the traditional sense, but like given the perspective of their contributions to the genre that they reside in? Um, let me actually look up the definition of artiste because there is an actual definition difference. So I would classify Kendrick as a musical what artist. What is the definition of artiste? The way, like I said, the thing we we talked about, like what I feel like is the difference between Kendrick and Isaiah Rashad, right? Like, and I feel so, like Kendrick is able to construct and paint a narrative a little bit better than a lot of the artists on TV. Well, do you want right? to know why? Because he said it from the start of his very first album, "Good Kid, Mad City," a short film by Kendrick Lamar. All of his works is supposed to be listened and taken in as basically a an audiovisual novel. Which, I'm, I'm gonna stop there, because that would just go into a steamroll. I was gonna say, which I feel like is kind of the direction that it looks like the PG Lang thing is like heading to. Maybe like a visual art, especially since art lives on the internet now, right? Mm -hmm. Like with NFTs and stuff like that, the way Kendrick creates music would definitely make sense as an NFT, right? Yeah. Like, you know, damn the album as an NFT makes sense. Oh yeah. Especially if you can have the, you know, the lyrics, the vinyl, the visuals, like if you can own all of that as an art piece, then maybe that is the direction well, all that- All right, so, do you get just the original exported MP3s or mp whatever the fuck you get all so or do you get the master tracks the original editing everything so including the master tracks in there throws an interesting like piece into it right because then if you throw the master tracks into an album nft right like if you are making your album a an art Right, and you include the masters in the NFT and you include a vinyl, right? Like any album artwork and stuff like that is included along with the NFT, then I would feel like you you would almost be obligated to include the masters, right? Like if you're including all of that other stuff. So somebody it, could just boot up GarageBand with the original mix and all of the channels of, you know, if you're selling lust and then just be like if you're selling it as an NFT, right? And as an NFT, you get to name your price like this. Wu-Tang already set the pres the precedence for this, right? By selling- Once upon a time in Shaolin. At it as an art piece, right? Yeah. So maybe this is just the logical progression. So you're, you're a musician. To in a degree. To a degree. I classify myself as a writer, but... 
if you were going to sell an NFT of an album that you made, would you include the master tracks? Once again, if I'm naming my price, then my price is my price, right? Like, it's not some once upon a time in Shaolin shit where I'm selling it to the highest bidder. This is my art and I'm naming it for this price. And at the price that I'm requesting, then maybe I'd be willing to let the masters for that. You know what I mean? Yeah. If you look at like George Clinton and Parliament and Funkadelic, you know what I mean? Like they did a lot, like they, George Clinton doesn't get any money for any time you hear Atomic Dog, right? Like, because he didn't own the masters for that. You know what I mean? De La Soul just got the rights to their masters back. That's what I'm saying. So a lot of these artists who who have created classic, timeless pieces already don't own a lot of their artwork. (laughs) You know what I mean? A lot of people were upset because Jay-Z and Beyonce just recently released a photo set for their debut as the heads of Tiffany & Co. with a previously unreleased Basquiat piece, right? Like, that they had just had, right? And nobody had ever seen before. What? Yeah, and people were upset, right? Because they were like, yo, you're using this for a fucking Tiffany's ad? Like, this is a Basquiat piece. And me, I'm conflicted. Because if I own the fucking piece, then I get to do what I want with it, right? (laughs) But I also understand... Like, the artistic obligation... Of kind of releasing yeah. such an, what people would call a quote-unquote culturally important piece of artwork. Like, at least put a JPEG out there. Maybe. Like, <laughs> is it that hard? So you're on the end of everybody who is in outrage, right? Like, you're just holding on to this and you pop up with it as a fucking Tiffany's ad? <laughs> like, I get it. Like... Jay-Z at this point in his life has probably just got like a checklist of how can I flex, right? Right? I mean, I don't know if Jay is really up for the flex anymore. Once you're a billionaire, aren't you? Honestly, so here's my real question about this. Okay. How the fuck did they get a Basquiat that no one else previously knew about? So... Let me explain something to you that you may not have been paying attention to because I don't know how closely you follow Jay-Z. He is low-key an art nut and has been like dropping little hints about him being an art nut in like his music for at least the last decade now, right? So yeah, no, Jay has definitely been buying up art piece after art piece. And have you not seen his fucking hair recently? No, 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 so how is there no picture of this fucking Basquiat in this day and age? Like, how did how did they buy this fucking painting? Because this nigga is a billionaire. So here's the Basquiat piece, right? Like, look at his hair. Well, yeah. Do you, okay, so now I want you to look at his hair and think about Basquiat again, right? Like, Jay-Z is cosplaying Basquiat. 
Did, no, I totally get it. The whole point that I have is how did they acquire this? That's kind of without the, anybody else ever having seen this before. Cause the nigga's a fucking billionaire. What but do you how mean? did nobody else have seen it before? Okay, so let me explain the things that money do, right? Recently in Brazil, there was a police raid on a compound of illegal artifacts that were being sold on the black market. And in that police raid, they uncovered the fossilized remains of a flying reptilian creature that were 90% intact. Like, the bone structure of the creature was 90%, and even had, like, flesh tissue on it. That's how intact this fucking fossil was. And it was being traded on the black market because that's the kind of shit that money do, my nigga. <laughs> the fuck? And what they, are you talking about? So you're asking so they, me... They, wait, hold on, hold on, rewind. Are you saying, like, a pterodactyl or, like, a fucking man lizard? Not a man lizard. A flying lizard. Like, some kind of ancient reptilian thing that was known for, like, its large crest on its head. Or whatever, right? But... Hillary Clinton. Got it. Wow. So, yes, Jay-Z and Beyonce had a Basquiat piece that nobody fucking has ever seen before, and everybody's mad because they used it for a tip of his head. <laughs> and I, I also recently found out that Taylor Swift is the new face of Louis Vuitton, and I don't know if it says something, but I feel like it says something. Taylor Swift is... Consciously and unapologetically a white supremacist symbol. So, uh, yeah, that certainly does say something. She also joined TikTok just recently. Taylor Swift is consciously and unapologetically a white supremacist symbol. Allegedly. Break! <laughs> okay, so apparently Donda just dropped while recording. I mean, there are definitely some beats where I was like, all right, all right, Kanye. And then I was like, skipping. And I'm like, all right, are we almost done yet? All right, we almost, so, like, that, that was like a 20 minute break. And Doc yes. was like skipping through songs. So yes, as my co-host has mentioned, the album is very long. <laughs> it is definitely a sit down, right? Like you're gonna have to watch this bitch in parts. Like Kanye just released the fucking Snyder cut of Donda, my nigga, is what the fuck just happened. Like, put some respect on this nigga name, right? My hot take after listening to it, it's a sequel to St. Pablo. Ooh, I like that though, actually. I feel like that floats because as I said, it is a very street gospel album, right? But you like, also, the song where it was like, the things he's done for me, and I even mentioned it before on another podcast, uh, the song from Saint from Saint Pablo or the Life of Pablo, I really like. Um, where it was like, um, you want me to tell you about my life and all the good he's done for me? Oh yeah, I mean, Kanye, like I said, he's definitely giving that like street gospel kind of vibe. Like you know, he's going Clarence Thirteen with the like, <laughs> shits. It's not even, it's not a funny like. We were talking about it earlier, like all of the 
hype around the album. Um, what it really accumulated to here, though, was a very like audio like art piece, right? Like it really my holding is tra- an my holding audio Trent Reznor hostage analogy. Actually, was not that bad. It it's a it is an audio experience, yeah. right? It's uh it fucking like two hour long album, right? Like yeah. it better be a goddamn experience. Um, and it was just skipping through that hoe. I didn't really give it the justice that it deserves. I don't know how I'm going to give it the justice it deserves at two hours. But from what I've heard so, so far, I'm pleasantly like... I'm like, mm-hmm. all right, okay. Nah, I mean like fucking uh, Remote Control was hype. 24 was hype. Uh, Heaven and Hell was hype. Like, I've... I heard a couple of tracks on there that I'm definitely gonna go back and revisit after just skipping through this shit. Yeah. But I mean, I'm gonna give it an honest listen through also, just because, you know. With that being said, I would like to say that, with all due respect, there's no way that Drake is gonna compete with. It is on a whole different level than what I guarantee you Certified Loverboy is about to be. Like, like I said, this album is like a stadium, like, yeah. Don't put this on no little speakers, son. Yeah. <laughs> this is some for real, like, choir belting shit. Yeah. Like, it's Trent Reznor locked in a church with a gospel choir. Hey, it is, like I said, industrial gospel. Yeah. Right? Like, street gospel, as some people would like to call it. And I have so I'm many here different, for it. There are so many different directions I can take this now. Take us in one, Captain. Let's talk about plot. That is not the direction I thought we were gonna go in. That is not the direction I thought we were gonna go in. What do you mean, let's talk about blood? Now, which direction do you want me to go when I'm talking about blood? There are different directions we can go in when we're talking about, what are you talking about? Do you want to talk about Tony Hawk or Castlevania? Okay, so this is also a very interesting set of options you have provided. (laughs) On one hand, I have Tony Hawk, pro skater, cultural icon for said skating, right? And on the other hand, we have... Castlevania! Of vampire fame. So... I think we should go to a break. (laughs) So, Blood 1 or Blood 2? Tony Hawk or Castlevania? Tony Hawk? Okay. Tony Hawk, in partnership with Liquid Death, has released, well, released and sold 500 skateboard decks where they were painted red, including a vial's worth of Tony Hawk's blood. 
So they were painted red with a red paint that included a vial. How large was the vial of Tony Hawk's blood? A typical vial when you're getting, like, dr blood drawn. So is this the same company behind the Lil Nas X stunt? Funny thing! So Lil Nas X actually tweeted out, I saw Are y'all ready to admit that you will never actually upset over the blood in the shoes? And you had... Some people side with Lil Nas, and then you and other people were going like, dude, you gave Satan a lap dance. Thank you. Alright, cause like here's where I'm gonna you can't okay. I get it. Lil Nas X is clearly like King Troll. Yeah. Right? Like he's let's not pretend like you didn't know what kind of high risk level of trolling you were doing when you put out shoes to go along with the music video where you then proceeded to give Satan a lap dance and break his neck. And then the shoes, also, let's not pretend like- I Tony, feel like they're hold dropping- on, Hold on, wait, because Tony Hawk isn't just putting out, you know, he's not putting out a skateboard that says 666 Hail Satan painted with his blood on it. It just happens to be a red skateboard painted is it like devil image at all no it's no uh, it's, it's not it's like i think if i remember it's like a giant like muscle man with like a battle axe and his head is replaced with the can that says uh, the liquid thirst death can right so like it's completely absurd so it's not the same thing little nas x chill your boots out sir i think the, i feel like the drop of blood in the shoes was more like a tag along like all of this shot, all of this shit. Oh, and there's a drop of blood. I... They were like fucking Antichrist shoes, yo. Like, let's, like, let's not pretend like cool it with the shits, right? Like, cool it the fuck out. Like, stop playing with people being like, oh my god, y'all just mad because I'm getting black. No, nigga, you purposefully went for the fucking Christian community. Yeah, dude. Who you know is totally, like, sensitive yeah, about this shit. Like, and that's not, I'm not defending them either, because y'all got upriled by a young, gay, black teenager yeah, who dude. was clearly fucking trolling. Yeah, dude. Right? <laughs> but this Tony Auction is still weird, though. Like, why, why paint the skateboards with it? So you can have Because the skateboard is, uh, 100, has 100% Tony Hawk in it. And, like, they were like, so, we recommend, like, we aren't recommending, but not saying you can't clone Tony Hawk with the skateboard. And, like, Liquid Death is also you giant trolls. Yeah, right. Yeah, because they are a fucking water company called Liquid Death, right? Like, in a can. Right, like, I... Aluminum is 100% recyclable. It is, and that's the whole point of the company, right? Is they are the anti-water bottle water company. Yeah. Right? Uh, Their marketing is stellar. It is, like and this, I wouldn't this, mind the sponsorship, like this but... Went super viral. I actually need to drink more water. Blood. Well, yeah. And Tony Hawk. Well, yeah. So what was the Castlevania thing that you had? Okay, so, so when we were talking earlier about Metal Gear Solid and the Psycho Mantis fight, plugging in the controller into port two. So Castlevania Symphony of the Night, actually the second half of the game, you go into this reverse castle. So you explore the, the same castle you explored all over 
right. except upside down. Damn. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah, no, I remember this shit. And that was like one of the most confusing things ever to me in a video game. I was like, why am I now doing all of this over? Oh, oh my god. All of a sudden, everything's backwards and upside fucking down. And all and the enemies are different. Now, this is actually something I've had a thought in my head for a while. Is that brilliant game design or lazy game design? Um, I will call this a stroke of lazy genius, right? Because at that point, it is still considered like innovative, right? Because no other video game had done it before. They did have and to make the map traversable from right side up and upside down, but at the same time, once you and, get to the reverse castle, yeah. you already have the mist, you already have the bat, like, you can already re-explore the castle but as it is. But it does provide a new, like, level of difficulty to the game, and it does provide a new experience that most of the game players up to that point probably hadn't experienced in any other game. Except for maybe in, like, brief segments in other video games, right? Like, I kind of just wish it was a different castle. <laughs> now you're not gonna lie, I love that game. I love that game to absolute death, but I kind of just wish it was another castle. You know what other game people really love to death? Fortnite. <laughs> oh my god. I'm not saying I'm a Fortnite fan. I'm just saying that a lot of Are people- Are you taking up the, the mantle on this one or am I? Because we both have Fortnite topics. Um. So, do you want to go? Yeah, go ahead and do your fortune. No, no, you you go first. I'm gonna be real mad at mine. Okay, so I don't know how to feel about this actually. Um, but in partnership with Time Media, Fortnite release date: a walk-in time experience where you got to. Travel back in time for the anniversary of Dr. Martin Luther King's March for Jobs and Freedom. What? In a who the fuck asked this? Yo, it's me. It's me, the guy who asked. What is this? But why? Hey, who is this? Why? Why would you do that? Why would you do any of that? Who is this? Serious? Yes, that is right. You heard me correct, sir. Fortnite celebrated the anniversary of Dr. Martin Luther King's March for Jobs and Freedom with an interactive event that allowed players to transverse DC circa 1963 and witness Dr. Martin Luther King's I Have a Dream speech for themselves. And don't you worry, just in case you were concerned about trolls, Epic went ahead and disabled all emojis except for the ones specifically pertaining to the event, so there would be no memes, there would be no trolling. <laughs> because, you know, optics, right? <laughs> so, I don't know. Time out. Is this an event? Or is it a map? I don't know. I believe it's an event. I'm being told by my son who plays Fortnite and is currently playing Fortnite <laughs> that 
it is something you can still go to at the moment. There were- Are you able to build whatever random shit? You're like, oh, I need a better view. Build some fucking scaffolding. No. Now but... let's make it shaped like a dick. No, but there are challenges related to civil rights movement things that you can complete to gain new accessories. And there are also museums with uh, museum inspired interest points that you can, you know, travel to after watching the I Have a Dream speech. And you can do collaborative mini game quests as well. I don't know who asked for this and I don't know how to feel about it, to be honest with you. Um, it's, is a thing <laughs> that happened. Well, I'm pissed off and not even feeling clever. Oh. Oh, god damn it. Because no. Fortnite After their social and Street Fighter are getting Magic the Gathering secret lips. That's right! Fortnite magic cards, everybody! <sighs> so... I'm pretty sure we saw this coming. You now know that that means that Ariana Grande... Alright, so... Could be in Magic the Gathering? No! I might Let me put this... Hold on! Let me put the... It, you know the seven degrees from Kevin Bacon? Okay. I'm pretty sure you can do seven degrees from almost literally anything from Ariana Grande at this point. So... Ariana Grande is in Fortnite, which has Thanos. How long until they introduce a Honey, I Shrunk the Kids? Also, Ariana Grande was in one of the Final Fantasy things, which... Or one of the Final Fantasy, like, music games, which... You have to fight Sephiroth, so now that makes Final Fantasy canon with Magic the Gathering, and then that makes Kingdom Hearts canon with Magic the Gathering, and then that makes the Marvel Cinematic Universe with canon with Magic the Gathering, and... How long until the Naruto booster deck? Three years. You think it'll take that long? <laughs> I mean, the stage play is already in production. I mean, they're I... doing a Lord of the Rings set. I was gonna. So Look, I already said Wizards is never going to get that's not another already. dime from me, except when they inevitably release the next Transformers Secret Lair and they need so every single wait, foil Starscream in existence. What if they reduce? Like, what if they release a Castlevania? I feel like I'm beginning to accept at this point. If it's just gonna be this way. I don't know why it's and, so hard for you to accept that it's a trading card game. Uh, I guess at that point, I, like, if they're just gonna go this way, just, yeah, just dump all of my favorite IPs in here, I guess, at this point, sure. Right, right, and, you know... The Fortnite just, one just, that one hurt. That one, that one hurt. Fortnite, that, that hurt. That hurt, Wizards. Like, I kind of accept this at this point. The Fortnite, that hurt. Street Fighter, I, Street Fighter's cool. <laughs> but... And hey, they they do hey, they are look. doing a flavor win. Chun Li, yeah. her her uh, she's gonna have the uh, multi kicker ability. Look, these Gen Z kids think Fortnite is cool, you know. So they're using them to sell everything from civil rights and social justice to Magic the Gathering. 
actually hey, shout out to Fortnite for being so versatile. <laughs> Let me actually pull up this uh, tweet that I found where somebody actually made a. Um, I really feel like I don't know. Part of me feels like this is very toxic, like capitalism at hand, but I just can't. It's so absurd. <laughs> is this a real Magic the Gathering card? No, but it's a mock-up. As a joke. And now, it's not even out of the realm of possibility. No, because somebody made it a thing, right? So now that somebody has made a mock-up of it, it is only a matter of time before it actually happens, because how do we know that Ariana Grande doesn't, or Grandy, doesn't play the <laughs> Magic the Gathering? Ooh, how long before the Magic the Gathering and the VeggieTales crossover? VeggieTales is too many, like, Christian connotations. They won't do it. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Do you think they would do a Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe crossover? Like, Chronicles of Narnia crossover? Sure, I mean... Okay, then they'll do a fucking VeggieTales crossover. What do you think Larry the Cucumber's flavor text will be? Oh my god. Shout out to Mark Nesco. Oh my god. Pfizer's <laughs> <Yeah. sighs> FDA approved. Alright, all you bitches that aren't vaccinated really don't have much of an excuse now. They're just gonna use this as another excuse to prove that it's fucking pandemic, right? Oh my god, of course they approved the Pfizer vaccine so we would try and get it. But <laughs> nice well, what about Kayla Wallace, who was the head of the San Angelo Freedom Fighters, and uh, he got COVID and he treated himself with ivermessin and died. So, people, don't use heart deworming medicine to treat COVID. Two things here. For horse heart deworming medicine. Two things here. One thing. One thing. In a world where you were trying to prove that the government is planning and is up to something big, I feel like you taking animal medicine, like animal antibiotics, is not a good idea. Akin to walking on top of milk crate. Have fun trying to find those videos on TikTok now. That they're banned. They got banned. Because TikTok was like, look. Y'all are really hurting yourself. Y'all are really getting fucked up out here. And if somebody doesn't do something, <laughs> I don't know. Eventually, Mothers Against Drunk Driving is going to come after us. <laughs> Speaking of Mothers Against Drunk Driving, Rachel Nichols is out of a job. She mad? She 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 big mad. She big mad. Oh man. She has a year left on her contract. The ESPN was like, yeah, we're just gonna cancel your show and take you off the air. Just, Shit. You're just you're good. Done. Nope. Done. Whew, man, I saw. Uh, I saw. Uh, my my favorite reaction was uh, NBA Twitter when they found out Rachel Nichols got canceled, and it was uh, Killmonger looking over in the museum where he's just like, hmm. 
I saw somebody post a mock-up of her on Tucker Carlson's show, and it was like the Kyra. That was me! Oh, that was you that posted this shit? I think I did it from the Flood Twitter. <laughs> ah, shout out to the Flood. At the Flood Pod on all the socials. Yep. <laughs> Just in case you don't know, now you know. Rachel and Nichols if you don't know, now you know, Rachel Nichols will no longer be on ESPN. At all. Not at the flood pod either. Nope. Paul Pierce and uh, Rachel Nichols are all about to be fucking crazy. Wow. <laughs> hey, oh. Monica, come through. Yeah, let's just put that drop in again. Oh, hey, Monica, come through. Uh, speaking of Cali, California is looking to institute a program that would potentially pay drug addicts to stay clean. Huh. In an attempt to, you know, really make a different approach in the war on drugs, which has widely been perceived as lost to drugs. You know, drugs... America, 0 for 2 recently. Put up a pretty hard fight. (laughs) California is looking to adopt a program that they have seen uh, the military use in which people who test negative on their uh, drug test for their follow-ups would earn small incentives such as uh, uh, not cash, but like money in the form of gift cards or gift cards towards certain things for continuing to remain sober. That's pretty cool. A lot of people are worried that, like, you know, this could potentially inspire people to try and, you know, just stay sober for a brief amount of time and then use the money in the long run to, you know, continue to feed their habit. But witness testimony has kind of, like, counteracted to that argument in the sense that a lot of people who have been through this program found it kind of motivating to see an actual, like, visual... A carrot on a stick. Yes, yeah, as Gavin Newsom is asking the federal government to allow him to institute the contingency management program using resources from tax dollars and the Medicaid program, arguing that it is not a payment as much as it is like a reward system I guess um but there seems to be like very like sketchy and legal loopholes with this kind of contingency program um but if it works for California then we may see this kind of thing instituted in other areas um social workers and you know people in addiction counseling are kind of cause it's not the first Like I said, the the military is, according to the AP article, has used programs like this in the past, as well as other private, like, addiction counseling centers have used programs like this. So if it becomes adopted statewide, then what they're saying is, if it works out for California, then we may see it adopted in other states. I mean, if it works, it works. Right? I mean, 
Do you think it's weird using tax dollars to pay for this break? Because they, uh, in the report that I was reading, it said that, like... It's better to help people get sober than to use the tax dollars to funnel cocaine into the, uh... Alright. Hi, Ted! <laughs> no, I agree, right? Like, I think the overhead cost for a kind of program like this... Like they said, a program of a thousand people would only require, like, two hundred and sixty three thousand dollars worth of funds right like because this isn't a program designed to make addicts rich like i think the yeah. dude said that like at the end of the witness testimony that i read the gentleman said that at the end of his program he made a total of 366 dollars in like rewards from oh yeah that's clean. like nothing no exactly in grand scheme that's like nothing no it's a drop in the bucket compared to what California's like Medicaid budget is and it's like taxpayer rollout, especially considering their new taxpayer plan increasing like the tax cost for people making upwards over $400,000, right? So yeah, in the grand scheme of things, this could be a great way to help California, which also has like a huge homelessness problem at yep. the moment. So. All right. I don't know. I'm coming down from the top rope on some overcorrecting. Ooh. Let's jump on. The Notre Dame Leprechaun, according to a survey, voted as the fourth most offensive college football mascot. The Fighting Irish Leprechaun? The Fighting Irish Leprechaun. Now, you're a, a fan of the dollop with <clears throat> Dave Anthony and Gareth Reynolds. Yeah. I happen to be listening to one of their episodes about the Fighting Irish, and the uh, origin of that name. I'm gonna have to go back and re-listen to that episode, but yeah. TLDR, do you wanna know why the Fighting Irish is the name of the Notre Dame's football team? Isn't it because like the coaching staff always fought with the others? No, guys? it's because all of the students in Notre Dame beat the shit out of and kicked the clan yeah, out of yeah. Indiana. Oh, that's right. That's right. I totally forgot about because that was a very interesting twist to the episode. Okay, so that's a fucking great story, right? right? Like totally something like me, Irish dude, totally about that. I'm like, that's a fucking badass story. So I'm gonna. How to are you going to put a mascot? To, what are you gonna do, like? So this is just bad branding then, right? Or bad brand no, marketing like the, then, like right? The, the, no. the leprechaun is, is a caricature. But this is bad brand marketing then, right? Because this is Like, I don't take any offense to the leprechaun. Okay, but taking into consideration what you just mentioned, the whole reason the team is named the reason it is is because the, of the way that the student body fought to keep yes. racial prejudice out of the campus. Yes. Right? So, that needs to be, like, broadcasting. But like, obviously, I'm thinking, like, so, if, like, that's an awesome thing to name your team, but what, what can you put as a mascot? Other than a, a leprechaun. Or right? some dude with, like, a baseball bat beating up a clan member. Okay, like, so, once again, my point here is, if more people were made aware of the whole reason behind the name of the team, uh -huh. then I don't think it would be such a big issue, right? Because then the optics would be better. 
And the reason it would be understood, the reason why the leprechaun is so feisty isn't because he's a drunk and like savage Irishman. It is because he was fighting for social justice, right? Yes. So maybe he should, okay, so Notre Dame, take note. At all of your games from now on, have the leprechaun beat up a clan member. Perfect, right? Right. We come at you with the Spider-Man No Way Home trailer. Yeah, buddy. So we're opening with him and Mary Jane on the rooftop. Shout out to Daya. She's reading a flat-out newspaper. Yeah. <laughs> Swinging through the city. She's holding on to him. Oh, look, you got the classic Peter Parker split oh, with the no. Spider-Man. His JJJ? Secret identity has been exposed. Everybody's all sad now because we know who Spider-Man is. Everybody at the school knows him. Right. Yeah. So the whole conflict of this movie is Spider-Man's identity has been revealed. How can the superhero maintain the safety of his family and friends if everybody knows who the superhero is, right? So he goes to Doc Strange, right? Hewin visit to Doc Strange. And he's like, Doc Strange, can you fix all this shit for me? Can we make it so, can we do the whole, you know who he should have gone and seen was fucking Will Smith, right? <laughs> <laughs> Then they could have just neuralized all of New York. <laughs> but I guess you can't call Will Smith for all your fucking Here comes Not really. It's actually uh, Doctor Strange. And he's casting some wild spell to uh, make everybody forget that Peter Parker is Spider-Man. Now, here's the thing that's wild. Doctor Strange was, like, super all about, like, protecting the order, being very careful with everything. Why is he just like, fuck it, let's just do this for Petey? Cause that's how charming Peter Parker is. Duh, don't you fucking get it? He's but, good, like Doc Strange is being the cool dad right now. Right, but then Peter was being his typical gaffing self and just kept talking the whole time and fucking gaff things up and now the timeline's all fucked up, right? Maybe. Multiverse or, is something we know frighteningly little about. Right, at the moment. I, I wonder how this ties into the whole Kang and Loki thing. Like, Is Kang gonna show up? No, I wonder if Doctor Strange's spell fucked up because the whole Kang thing happened at the same time they were trying to do the spell. Well, let's not forget that right now we just saw a goblin grenade right. and heard Willem Dafoe's laughter. Q multiverse. And here? We have Doc Ock. And Iron Spidey suits. Spider-Man, no way home. I mean, look, it definitely looks intense, right? It, I'm all about it. Marvel's not letting up as far as that shit drop. So uh, I did want to point out that in the first 24 hours that this trailer dropped, there was 356 million views. Damn, for real? And Endgame had 288 million views for the trailer in the first 24 hours when that one dropped. So Marvel also recently dropped their trailer for the new Eternals movie starring, you know... Um, Angelina Jolie, Salma Hayek, Camille Nanjiani, mm -hmm. um, uh, my man Paperboy from Atlanta. Paperboy, Paperboy, gotta get that Paperboy. Is it Brian Tyree Hendry, I think is what his name is. Uh-huh. So, so Marvel, you know, coming back with their cosmic hits. So I don't really right. know much about the Eternals. 
I recognize that actor though. A decent amount. Um, not a, not enough to really like break it down, but I guess enough to follow along with the storyline. So it's definitely bringing another cosmic element to yeah, the this, MCU. This is Marvel really trying to like expand the branch of what you understand beyond what like Guardians of the Galaxy superhero. Okay, so there's like a giant pterodactyl dinosaur dragon thing. dragon thing. They keep jumping back and forth through time, so like you know, I guess hinting at these beings being eternal. Yeah. I mean, overall, the movie definitely looks good. It has the cinematic quality of an MCU movie. Oh, Angelina Jolie! A wild <laughs> Angelina Jolie appeared. So I'm curious as to how they bring it in. This is something I've actually thought about. Well, because the villain just now is like, God, who's the villain? Silver Surfer. Galactus? Yes. Wasn't that Galactus that they just showed? You can't just, like, show Galactus. He's huge but they've had like the big purple like form of galactus like where he's like the purple dude like that totally could have been him just now all right rewind where was it right here oh yeah i could see that i could see that yeah i feel like that was totally like galactus just now i can see it yeah all right so i'm i'm if it's an MCU movie, I'm gonna watch it because I I'm too into the universe that I want to. I feel like this looks separated enough too that it may. This is gonna be one of those movies that's going to become more important the longer we go into. Right. As as this phase continues out and really like fleshes out the role that the Eternals will play is probably going to be explained more. But right now, I feel like this looks like it's a standalone kind of like fantasy yeah. epic. It has its place in the Marvel Universe, as we'll find out. <laughs> it looks good, though, right? Yeah, I'm so, down with it. So for our last trailer reaction, we are going to be doing The Batman. The Batman, starring... Robert... 2022 is what this joint is talking about, right? And this is supposed to be, like I told you earlier, I, from what I remember hearing, this is supposed to be like the year one storyline uh-huh. where like Batman, it's more like Batman as a detective. Yeah. Less like Christopher Nolan, more like... It definitely has the dark and gritty vibe. Yeah. More that year one has. Right. Uh, also the sense of uneasiness in the police department is is tangible. Right. I heard that it was supposed to have that noir feel that, like, you know, Batman originally came with. I forget who the director is. I can't tell if the antagonist is supposed to be the Riddler or if we're going to get another iteration of the Joker here. Um, I hope it's not the fucking Riddler. I hate the Riddler. <laughs> but He's like, here, Batman, I'm gonna give you time to solve this puzzle, and you happen to be the greatest detective on the planet. If we were going to do a Batman crime thriller, though, wouldn't the Riddler be perfect for that, right? Like, if we made the Riddler like Jigsaw, how would that not fit the narrative? And they have, like, a Catwoman. They definitely have the, the chromosphere of, like, all of the shots. They are very, like, dark gray. They do very come across as noir. Yeah. 
You told me once on here that you see Gotham based off of Chicago. This gives me Chicago vibes. Yeah. No, Gotham is totally Chicago, right? Also, Batman just beat the ever-living hell out of that guy. And Metropolis was supposed to be like New York City. So I'm, 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 he fills the suit well, he moves around the suit well, but when he's out of the suit, how well do you buy uh, Robert Pattinson and his Bruce Wayne? So I guess that's how much does Batman buy Batman as Bruce Wayne. I don't know, the long hair doesn't, it feel, it feels weird, but that's because we haven't seen much of him as Bruce Wayne yet. We've seen mostly him as Batman. And as Batman, he beat the shit out of that dude. Just oh my god! <laughs> so I'm here for it, right? Like, if that's the kind of Batman that we're... It is only in theaters. Well, you got my ticket. Right. If that's the kind of Batman that we're getting, and it's not like the Ben Affleck shoot him up Batman... <laughs> yeah. I mean, so, Batfleck was... We all love no, Batfleck. So, we do love Batfleck. No, I was not a big fan of Ben Affleck's Batman. What if Brad Pitt was Batman? What if Brad Pitt was Batman? I don't Tell me, Doc! What if Brad Pitt was Batman? I feel like Brad Pitt would make a better Superman than Batman. Also, also, if I was going to cast Cast Brad, Brad Pitt, Pitt as, as a, a superhero. He probably would have been good as like Green Arrow, right? Ooh. Or Hawk. Potentially. Hmm. Maybe no. Not Aquaman. I got one. Johnny Torch. Oh, the Human Torch. Or, or uh, yeah, Human Torch. Yeah, I was gonna say Mr. Doctor Fantastic or Mr. Fantastic. <laughs> Actually, I don't know. That's a hard one. Who do you? What superhero do you got? No, seriously, what superhero do y'all think that Brad Pitt would be good at, right? Cause, like, I, all right, so here's the other thing I wanted to go to. I was going to say Daredevil, right? Like, another Ben Affleck. Wasn't that Ben Affleck? <laughs> yeah, so I could, see, I could see him as Daredevil, right? He definitely needs to be, like, a gritty, dark kind of superhero. You think? Right? Yeah, I can't see Ben Affleck. I'm not talking about Ben Affleck. I'm talking about Brad Pitt. Oh, my, my, I, my bad. I couldn't see Brad Pitt as, like, a Captain America. You know what I mean? Like You couldn't? Oh, okay, so I could, but it would have gone a completely different direction than, like, what Chris Evans is Captain America. No, I mean, I can see it. Probably booze is more. I think... Brad Pitt would have leaned into the more, and I hate to keep using the word dark, right? But yeah, like the more darker aspects of the character. Hmm. Now I'm like deep diving. The more toxic, let's say toxic, right? Even though I hate to put Brad Pitt in the category of toxic. <laughs> Alright, how about this? Brad Pitt is Batman. Is he better than George Clooney? Come on. Why are you hesitating? No, because I keep thinking of... Clooney was a Batman already! It movie was so bad! He'll give you a refund! 
Yeah, but I still don't think that Brad Pitt's Batman would be better, though. I think it would feel like an attempt at reaching Val Kilmer's Batman. Well, there's Val Kilmer, Michael Keaton, Christian Bale. Mm, see? Michael Keaton. Yeah, I feel like Brad Pitt's Batman would fall somewhere in between Val Kilmer and Michael Keaton's Batman. That was peak Val Kilmer, though. Then who would Brad Pitt be? Martian Manhunter? No. They teased the Martian Manhunter movie. Or at least they gave him a cameo, right? I'm deep diving here. Let's make this let's let's make this even more interesting. What villain could you see Brad Pitt playing? Ooh. Ooh. Harvey Dent. I knew you were gonna say Two-Face, right? I feel like Brad Pitt would make a good scarecrow. He would make a good older in life Harry Osborne. Okay. I might give you that. Ooh, Slade in the Teen Titans. That's a goo. Brad Pitt is Cable. Brad Pitt and Ryan Reynolds, are you kidding me? But there's already a Side me the fuck up! There's already a cable. Oh, man. So, this Batman movie looks good. The Eternals movie looks good. The <clears throat> Spider-Man universe is just another reminder that everything that we are seeing is not normal. None yeah. of this. Is normal. Keep your death threats to 140 More characters, characters or, less. or less. See you guys next week. Deuces! Be safe. Look, it's a flood. It's a flood. It's flooding. Get away. Quick, we need to get to higher ground. Open the floodgates. Oh, Wait, why can't we talk about <laughs> it black It is time to talk about black stuff.